0: Hey, y'all, welcome to episode 108 of the Brown Vegan Podcast. I'm Monique, and with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to touch on overall healthness—I said healthness, <laughs> wellness topics, <laughs> and I love to chat about vegan business with other entrepreneurs because this is such... Um, A lifestyle is so much more than food. I love to present veganism from like a down to earth approach to help you start your journey, continue your journey or just learn something new. That's the goal of this podcast. You can find out more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. On this episode of the show, I have Melinda, who is a Dallas based attorney. And on her Instagram, she focuses a lot on crave-worthy recipes, ethical veganism, and vegan beauty recommendations. So in our conversation, we chat a lot about why she decided to become a vegan, being vegan with a spouse who is not vegan, and how that has changed her relationship. We also chat about cooking and meal prep, her being a social vegan. And we dive into the business side of things, cause you know, guys know I love to talk about how people build their business and how they're growing their businesses. Food photography, We chat about her working with brands, all of that behind the scenes type of stuff. Just all the things we kind of want to know, especially when you see an Instagram as beautiful as Melinda's. As always, all of the show notes and everything mentioned in this episode can be found at brownvegan.com under episode 108. And also be sure to follow Melinda on her Instagram. It is kindred.vegan.souls. So yeah, without further ado, let's jump right into why Melinda decided to become a vegan. So the reason
1: I went vegan was for my health, primarily, and I had a period of time where I had sort of just started my career as an attorney. I was working a ton, didn't have a lot of time for myself, my health, uh, my well-being, and felt like I was gaining a lot of weight, didn't really have control over what I was eating. So I just started watching a lot of documentaries about food and how it affects you, and then I made my way to What the Hell, and that really just, like, shocked me. Um, and that was about three years ago now. It was actually my third vegan anniversary on uh, the 10th. Hey. Yeah. So it's been a while now, but after watching What the Health and sort of understanding the effects of meat products on my body... I, I just couldn't do it anymore. And I went vegan overnight. Um, I was traveling back from a wedding with my husband and I got off the plane um, and I had just watched What the Hell, and I told him, like, I'm going vegan. He's like, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, yes, I am. And that was it. Um, ever since then, I've just been eating a vegan diet. But since then, I've become much more focused on the, the animal piece of it. I say I went vegan for my health, but stayed vegan for the animals. Um, I started watching documentaries. and I also read the book eating animals and started to understand the amount of suffering animals go through just because we want, I don't know, tasty meat. And I don't think I would have stayed vegan for my health. If that makes any sense, you sort of like, you know, fall off the wagon
0: sometimes. Makes but, absolute sense. Cause I felt the same way for myself.
1: Yeah. So just with keeping that in mind and, you know, watching Flatterhouse footage, I don't know if you've watched Earthlings, but watching Earthlings, that really changed things for me. It was, yes. I just cried the whole way, the whole way through that documentary. Um, but after that, you can't, it's, you just can't go back. You just think about, like, the individual when you start to stop thinking about animals as just like something other from us. You think of them as individuals and things that feel emotions and feel pain. I just couldn't with good conscience continue eating
0: animals mm-hmm. yeah yeah so I know of course you said it was overnight for you what did that first I always want to know when people say that because I feel like the average person is never overnight for them it's more so a gradual transition so what did that look like after you got off that plane you got home did you throw everything in a refri- out of the pantry in a refrigerator that wasn't vegan like what did you do because the first thought after that is what do I eat now
1: I know. I know. It was interesting because my sister is vegetarian and my best friend at the time was uh, trying a vegan diet, but she sort of walked back from that now as more a vegetarian. But I had those influences in my life. So I, I wasn't like, I don't know, totally, it wasn't totally out there to me. Mm-hmm. So what I did, and my husband's not vegan, uh, so I couldn't throw everything out of the house. But I just spent a long, long, long time at Whole Foods, just like walking around, see what the vegan options are. And I just like bought a bunch of random stuff and just started trying things out. And I just started replacing meat with vegan alternatives. So if I was gonna have like a beef dish, I would buy some like Gardein beefless tips or something like that. So I just, I, I sort of kept the same things that I was eating, but just replaced it with vegan alternatives. When I first went vegan, I definitely ate a lot of meat substitutes, probably yeah, way more than I do now, uh, but it was a good way to transition.
0: I agree. Yeah, because it's crazy because I felt like I ate so much, like every meal I had a vegan substitute, some type of vegan meat. I don't feel like I need them as much, which is a good thing. We don't really have to have that every day if we don't want to. So, so no, what was, definitely not. When you started to, the transition and cooking and things like that, were you someone who cooked a lot before this or did you just start? after becoming vegan?
1: I liked cooking, but I didn't cook a ton. Um, And like I mentioned around that time, I was just super busy just starting my career. Uh, So I didn't, so I ordered, definitely ordered in a lot of food. I did do a meal prep service. I wasn't vegan. Do like using meal prep services during the week when I'm like super, super busy. There's one in Dallas called Nature's Plate that's all vegan. I also really liked, and this is a recommendation I give to people that are Curious about a vegan diet, but I also really liked purple carrots. So, like a vegan meal box where you can cook at home. And the reason I recommend that to people is because you get a feel for what vegan meals can look like and different options and like different ways to, to cook things because it's, very, it's different than having like a predominantly meat based diet. Uh, so, I think that gives people a little flavor of like what vegan meals look like. And, and YouTube
0: is big for me too. Yeah. So much inspiration. I really enjoy those boxes, so I recommend that one too. It's really good. It is. It's fun to do
1: as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just like something different than what you would normally, get you out of your comfort zone, just different than
0: what you would normally be doing. Exactly. Instead of, you know, throwing a stir fry together, which is what I like to do.
1: (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Uh, Stir fries are everything for me. When in doubt,
0: stir fry
1: stuff together.
0: Exactly. Just changing up the sauces, changing up the vegetables. One day it could be rice, the next day uh, quinoa, whatever. So it's so simple and um, easy. So, yeah. Yes. But when I look at your social media, it just makes me think you're cooking all the time. Like, how often are you cooking, Melinda? Because, man, it looks like you're cooking a lot. (laughs) I do cook
1: a lot. I do cook a lot. Um, It's different now than when I first went vegan. I definitely like to explore food a lot more now. Um, But especially being home, I would say at least every other day, I'm I'm really in the kitchen making something. Most of my meals are very simple. Like you were saying, like a stir fry or a bowl. On the weekends, though, I really like to explore. So I just have like inspiration in mind. And I'm like, oh, I want to try to make like a vegan beef stew or something, which is something I'm thinking about now. So I'll sort of think about like all the different ingredients. I'll get inspiration from like YouTube or something and start um, writing a recipe. I think now that I'm home more, I'm definitely in the kitchen uh, a lot more
0: now. Are you home more because of the pandemic or because your schedule has shifted since you started your career?
1: Uh, It's because of the pandemic. I've been working from home since March. I never thought I would be a work from home person, but that's my life now. So it's like, it's, it's sort of nice. You can like you know, prep food, like maybe during lunchtime, like have a simple salad and at night try something a little different. Like last night I was making um, fried oyster mushrooms. I've Mm -hmm. been trying to perfect that recipe and it came out really, really well. Um, I think since going vegan, you just explore cooking more. I think that's true for pretty much everyone I've met that's also vegan. Um, You're just like trying new things in the kitchen more, maybe because food is less available to you depending on where you live. Luckily in Dallas, there's so many vegan options that just in general I just cook a lot more now sort of let I don't know my passion move me sort of I'm like I'm excited about this so I'm gonna try cooking this so I just try to keep it open and fun
0: it's been about three years you said right for you okay Mm -hmm. so is there anything that at the time you were kind of like, I know you decided to go vegan after watching What the Health, but you were like, I don't know if there's going to be a good enough replacement for a certain ingredient or a certain food that you used to eat all the time that you loved. Was there anything that you can think of that was like that for you? Huh,
1: that wouldn't be a good replacement.
0: Yeah, because for me, let me say, wow, yeah. I want to know this because I always want to know what what kind of like, I guess, I don't know if vice is the right word, but the, what's your advice? Because for me, it has always been seafood. Like that is something that I grew up eating a lot. I love seafood. And so when I first went vegan, I was thinking, I don't know if I'm going to ever find a crab cake that is like a crab cake. You know what I mean? Like what I know. So I'm just, what what was this something that was like your favorite? Uh, favorite Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, actually, just like you, seafood. I grew up in Rhode Island, which is like the ocean state. Oh, wow. I grew up around a ton of seafood. And I feel like that's pretty hard to replicate. But I have found like this, uh, vegan shrimp from like con jack root I think is how you say it mm-hmm. that I really like um I wouldn't eat it by itself but I really like making coconut shrimp with it I've also found like vegan tuna alternatives that I've actually really liked one's called um from a company called Good Catch oh that's also, a good one yeah that's a good yeah, one yeah yeah that's um, actually the
0: only one I would eat I've tried other brands and I'm like Ooh, what is this <laughs> But good catch is good. That's a good one.
1: Yeah, I really like sandwiches with it. Um, I really want to try to make a tuna casserole with it. Um, the only thing, though, is like each package is kind of small.
0: It is very pricey, I think, if you just buy, you know, like one or two. Because you're going to need, what, like three? <laughs> yeah, at least like maybe like four of them at least. But yeah,
1: seafood seafood is a tough one. Like I haven't found an alternative for like crab or lobster yet. But I'm looking. I'm looking into that. I do want to try like the the king oyster mushroom scallops. Those look delicious. I love all the
0: mushrooms. <laughs> I always feel <laughs> like people too. miss. Yeah, I feel like if you don't like mushrooms, you're probably gonna miss out a little bit if you transition to vegan. Because I feel like a lot of our uh, inspiration is for mushrooms because they have such great. They're so versatile. So many things you can do with them. Yeah, and there's I, so many different types too. I
1: love
0: yeah. mushrooms. That's true, because oyster is nothing like a portobello. So, I mean, if you don't like mushrooms, you may like the oyster mushrooms. I don't know.
1: The oyster mushrooms don't have, like, a soup, super, like, mushroomy taste, if that makes no, sense. No, they don't. They're more of, like, a meaty texture.
0: How did you make yours when you fried it? What did you What did you do with your batter?
1: Yeah, so I have the wet batter and dry batter. The wet batter is, like, a cup and a half of, I use almond milk, soy milk, anything of non-dairy milk, with, like, a cup of, all-purpose flour and then season it up with like seasoning salt or creole seasoning and then it gets like a pretty thick batter and then for the dry I use either brown rice flour or tapioca flour it's also called tapioca starch and it makes it really really crispy so I'll just dip in the wet batter and then the dry batter um, which is seasoned up also and then just fry it from there.
0: Do you have an air fryer?
1: I do I don't use it a ton though I was making egg rolls the other day with my air fryer and like testing it out with the air fryer or just like deep frying it. Obviously, there's no replacement for deep frying. Um, it's about it, like crispy, but I don't, I don't use my air fryer enough. I'm, I'm thankful that it was a gift and I didn't buy it myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like the only one who doesn't have one, but then I'm like, am I missing out? Because people always rave about it. And I'm just like, do I? Because I'm one of those people that if I feel like if I'm not going to use it a lot, I don't really want to have another gadget. And I feel like I like gadgets that have multiple purposes. And that one's just, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm going to use it a lot. (laughs) So I don't know if I want to invest in it. I would say if
1: you really, if you like like crispy meat alternatives, like some like Gardein chicken tenders or something, you can like throw them in there and they get real nice and crispy. Depends how much you like eating fried food. It would, I don't know, abuse, substitute. You wouldn't have like so much oil if you like fried crunchy foods. I do. (laughs) It depends how often you eat them too, whether it's worth your while. Yeah, yeah.
0: So let's talk about um Instagram because like I said, I just think you have beautiful pictures. I feel like a lot of the guests that I have on the show, you guys are so bomb at photography, food photography. And you just make it look so easy. And I know it's not easy at all. <laughs> so put <laughs> some bomb pictures together. So I know you do most of your cooking on the weekends. Is that when you have your inspiration as far as what you want to post on Instagram. Do you plan out your content? I just want to talk about Instagram because I feel like you're rocking it.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, as far as my cooking, I do a lot of like batch cooking on the weekends because I don't have a ton of time during the week, and also in my food photography, I use daylight. I don't use an artificial light to take photos, mm-hmm. so I I want the ideal light. And by the evening time, like during my work week, I just don't have time to, you know, set up. You know my photography station and my props and all that, and have good light. So I do most of it on the weekends, for sure. So one day I could cook like four or five dishes um, and photograph it. As far as my photography setup, I have some backboards or you know backgrounds from it's called Replica Surfaces, which is a Dallas-based company.
0: I love that brand. I have three and I haven't used them yet. That's so bad, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I have two of
1: them that I use mainly, and I have like a a different type of backboard background as well. But I really like like gray, like darker colors for my backgrounds. But as far as my setup goes, I shoot in front of a window in daylight. Um, I usually, this is like getting a little technical, shoot from like a 90 degree angle. So my food will be not exactly facing the window, but it'll be, the light will be coming in from the side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I use a Google Pixel 4XL and I use it in portrait mode which is where you get like that depth of field, like a DSLR look. Mm -hmm. And I also do a ton of editing of my photos. I use Lightroom. I I would say you always have to edit your photos. Always, always. I think that makes a huge difference in food photography. Um, But I am, I do have a DSLR camera and I'm learning it more. But if I'm like doing something quick, I definitely use my Google Pixel 4. And I think for Instagram, really, you don't need... Um, super, super high quality DSLR camera for Instagram photos. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do it on some like really nice uh, smartphones like, you know, the new iPhone or I love my Google Pixel. I've, I just upgraded to a Pixel 4, which I love. People think you have to have like a big fancy camera and a big fancy setup for f- good food photos and you really don't. Um, you just need good light. You need some nice pretty dishes and some nice props like napkins or some nice uh, utensils or um, herbs, which I like to use a lot in my food photos. So I, I definitely tell people, like, you can do it on a smartphone. You just, you know, need a few things, like I was saying, light and props, some good backgrounds, um, and some editing software, which is pretty, which can be pretty easy to learn
0: just on YouTube. Yeah. So do you use the Lightroom app, or are you usually on a computer? I use the app. I use oh. the app on my my smartphone. Mm-hmm. See, you're keeping it simple. I like that. I like that.
1: Yeah. I don't got um, of time. So I got to keep it simple.
0: Yeah. So when you're spacing out um, the consistency as far as your do you have like a, a content planner type thing? Do you plan to be the post a certain amount of times each week? Or do you just kind of play it based on what's going on as far as your, your work schedule or how much time you have?
1: I don't have a content planner, but I do want to start doing that just so I can uh, be more consistent. Uh, but You seem really
0: consistent to me, though. That's funny. <laughs> but I know it's objective, so yeah.
1: When I first started my page about two years ago, I would post every day. Now, it's more like every other day. I mean, you can look at the analytics on your um, business account and see what's the best time of day to post, what, what best days during the week uh, are to post. So I sort of do it that way and I kind of wing it. I just have a feeling of like what I want to post on a particular day or I'm like doing a giveaway or something. But with working with brands, they'll have, you know, a timeline for what, um, when they want you to post. Right. I'll do it that way. So if I'm doing like a partnership with a brand, I'll sort of prioritize that during the week and then, you know, sprinkle other content within that. I do want to get better as far as like scheduling posts, just because it'll take a little bit of stress off because mm-hmm. um, I feel like I'm always sort of focused on like, I need to post this day at this time, but it's all, it's like all in my head, just like a mental checklist.
0: Yeah. Which, Working with brands, how has that been for you overall? Is that something that you want to do consistently or is it just something that you kind of just sprinkle in when the opportunity comes up? Do you like actively try to get sponsorships? Like, how does that look for you?
1: Yeah. Um, so when I first started my Instagram page, it was all just for fun, just to show inspiration and um, what vegan food can look like. I definitely lean on like the vegan, vegan junk food side of things when it comes to Instagram. But Fun, also... fun,
0: fun. I love it too.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, That's why I started following
0: is. you actually. <laughs> Your <laughs> pictures are pretty.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's so much fun. Um, but over time I started getting more focused on like recipes and most of my partnerships are related to um, creating recipes and then food photography related to that. I do not personally reach out to brands just because of um, my schedule and the amount of time I have. So I'll, I get a lot of like emails from brands and I sort of decide like, do they fit, do they fit me? Um, Does their timeline work for me? Uh, And then just decide from there. I mean, a lot of the time I've just been like winging it and it's like worked out really well. Uh, But as far as working with brands, I think you just need to be open to what they want because with your own content, you can sort of do your own thing. But when you're working with brands, they have, you know, creative briefs and are very specific and things that they want and uh, the messaging that they have. So it's really just a conversation back and forth. And I find that brands are pretty, they can be pretty flexible too. Um, so you have like a creative direction. Uh, but mainly I have brands reach out to me and then we go from there. I try to see how it fits into my schedule um, and just make sure I can do the very best job for them so I try not to overwhelm myself too much
0: yeah you know um, I don't know if you have a blog but I feel like you haven't because I think I looked when I first started following you to see if you had one you don't have one do you
1: i don't i don't so I'll I really...
0: get you a blog what are you doing
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes i know i know i mean i'm sort of like giving it out for free on instagram which is what someone else told me that is next on my list
0: you already have the pictures and you can make more money if you have a blog um, because when you work with brands you can actually present it like a package deal so right? you can say instagram posts you can do Insta story in a blog post and then you can command extra money, a lot more money for that blog post because the SEO is going to live way longer than an Instagram post. So exactly. it doesn't have to yeah. be like a lot of work for you. You can just repurpose because I feel like your um, captions are a mini blog post anyway. Make that money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I definitely feel you. That is literally next on my list. I've been reaching out to people as far as just like a basic blog design. It's just not Something I want to learn on my own, I'll be honest. So I've just been reaching out to people as far as what, how much it would cost to do the, like a basic website design. And I think apart from blogging, I would love to do vegan consulting, like with restaurants. I would find that, you know, really, really cool. As far as consulting, I just would really like to work with restaurants that aren't, don't currently have vegan options and sort of figure out a way that they could incorporate vegan meals into their menu. And I think especially in Dallas, people are becoming a lot more open to vegan food and there's definitely demand for it. But I think it would just be a lot of fun to work with restaurants to figure out uh, how to have more vegan options on their menu. Mm. That's just another, another thing I'm looking at.
0: I Love that. Overall, it sounds like you said the scene is okay because the only reason I'm wondering about the vegan scene in Dallas is because I'm actually thinking about moving to Dallas. Really? Because, yeah, so- I've been like researching it for a little bit seems like it's pretty good like i feel like you're a very social vegan definitely and and remind me where you are i'm in the dc area it's so expensive. okay so so expensive <laughs> yeah
1: no it is expensive uh so dallas has an amazing amazing vegan scene i think it was named one of the top 10 vegan cities by i think it was PETA. but there's a ton of restaurants and it's really interesting because most of them are black owned um wow. but there's like a- amazing vegan community so many restaurants they're all like sprinkled out throughout the, the metroplex um but a lot of them are like vegan soul food vegan junk food leaning at the dallas farmer's market there's lots of like, small like vegan vendors i don't know if you know bam's vegan
0: i love following him on instagram
1: <laughs> yeah he's awesome pineapple vegan is another at the farmer's market vegan
0: vibration yes there's so many you will not be disappointed Oh, you know one thing that we didn't talk about. So it's been like 3 years at this point. How is your husband feeling about it now cuz I know you said initially he was like um yeah right about you being a vegan. So is he right, right, very right. vegan friendly now? Like how does that look for your um situation?
1: So he says like me going vegan changed our relationship which to me, sounded a little extra, but I, I see where he's coming from <laughs> because I mean, a lot of our relationships surrounded food. We're just like huge, huge foodies. Go to so many different types of restaurants, from like little holes in the walls to like super, super fancy Michelin star restaurants. We just love eating. Uh, when I went vegan, that just changed where we could go because not every place has vegan options, so we're a little more limited as far as like when we're eating out. And at home, um, like I said, I do a lot of like meal prep services, so. I mean, he does them as well, so it's a little easier during the week. On the weekends, I'll, I do a lot of cooking. Over time, he's been more open to, like, eating what I cook. Like, yesterday, he was eating those oyster mushrooms that I made um, and really, really enjoyed them. But I think after he got over, like, the initial shock of, like, what does our relationship look like now, which I think is so funny because, like, you don't think about how much food it really, like, plays a part in your life, but it really does, especially for ours. Uh, But now he's a lot more open to it. He'll go to vegan restaurants with me. He'll try vegan dishes. But at first, I think like a lot of people with like vegan food, they're like, eh, isn't going to taste funny? Like, that sounds odd. But I mean, it's like all about the seasonings and flavors. So I think he's becoming a lot, a lot more used to it. But what we've done is, you know, like I'm cooking my stir fry. It has a bunch of veggies and rice and he'll like, I can cook some meat in like a different pan. Um... I don't do that as much now as I used to. It seems like over time I've gotten more and more uncomfortable with cooking with meat. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just a little icky to me. But in support of our relationship, I um, will cook meat occasionally.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, you have to do what works for your situation. So I get it. Your um, life. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about vegan beauty because I know that you're all into that. Um, mm-hmm. As far as, and that's another part that I think a lot of us don't consider before we come, become vegan. We just think about it just being food, but it really is everything. It's, you know, the beauty, furniture, just everything. So were you always, I guess, in the beginning interested in the beauty or just, did it just come along like kind of like the animals did?
1: So I wasn't always interested in the beauty. I really focused on the food aspect first. And once I got that down, I started branching out into other things like, like what is, like, what am I wearing? Like, do I have leather on my shoes? Like, what's, what are the fabrics I'm wearing? And then I went from there to vegan beauty to sort of really looking at, you know, cruelty-free and vegan. I think that's like a important distinction to point out because cruelty-free could mean that they don't test on animals. It doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have um, animal byproducts in the product. Vegan beauty is both cruelty-free and there's no animal byproducts in, in the, the product. So I think that's an important distinction, but uh, I have always been into skincare and beauty my entire life. Always looking like looking at magazines, playing with my mom's makeup at like eight, eight years old. But since then, I've always been like really, really into uh, makeup and skincare. But in the past, maybe I would say year and a half, I've gotten a lot more into uh, making sure that my products are both vegan and cruelty-free it's getting more and more easy. It's so easy just to like do a Google search. Like, is this product vegan? Or like, oh, nope. Well, I won't buy that, I'll buy like an alternative. Um, So I didn't like throw out all my stuff. But as I acquire like new products or like a new eyeliner or makeup or something, I will select the vegan option uh, rather than uh, something that's not vegan. But it just takes some like research and time to just do like a Google search and see whether the product's vegan or not. Or you could like message the company as well to see what it's like. One thing I will mention because it's, I don't know if other people feel this way and maybe this will resonate with some folks. When I first started looking at, into vegan cruelty-free products, for some reason I had this assumption that they weren't as effective. Mm. I don't know if you felt that way, but it's, it's really not true. Like if you have a high quality product and you research and look into it, I found that some of the products are like better for my skin. They're more effective like vegan brands put more thought into their products maybe than what others do. And most often the products are also like clean beauty. So you're not like putting like mineral oil or like parabens onto your skin. So I think because I am an ethical vegan and I don't want animal byproducts on my skin or in my makeup, it also may open my eyes up to what clean beauty means and <clears throat> trying to avoid bad, you know, products, bad chemicals. So it's, it's interesting. I feel like most people will start like, with, like, thinking about the chemicals or, like, clean beauty and then think more about, like, cruelty-free. But I sort of went the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah.
0: What are some of your favorite brands?
1: I'll start on, like, drugstore brands. My favorite, I would say, like, drugstore brand, which I get mostly at, at Target is Pacifica Beauty. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love their stuff. Uh, I think another one, Andalou, is another I really, really like that's, like, not crazy expensive. What is it called? Andalou? I I don't know if you know like the yes to products you've seen those Mm -hmm. I like those as well from the drugstore my favorite right now actually I have two favorites one is called good molecules and you can get that online they're awesome and then the other is truly beauty I don't know if you've seen those you see it a lot on Instagram actually but they have this vegan collagen line that I think is amazing as you know I don't know if you know actually Collagen is mostly made from like animal skin or bones, Mm -hmm. but they have a whole vegan collagen line, which I think is amazing. And I found a real difference in my skin. They're powerful, effective products. So definitely look out for Truly Beauty. They have like a vegan serum, collagen serum that also has retinol and vitamin C, pretty packed with skin nourishing ingredients. They have like a collagen mask, um, which is awesome. I think they also have like a, some sort of skin cream. But besides their vegan collagen line, they have so many different products that are really, really awesome. That's sort of what I'm obsessed with right now.
0: Yeah. Before we wrap up, I want you to tell us, I guess, some last minute tips that you want to give for someone who wants to start a vegan journey and also how we can follow you on Instagram.
1: So for people starting out their vegan journey, the first thing I would say is it's going to feel weird. People are going to think you're weird. And people are gonna come at you a little bit about why you're going vegan. So definitely arm yourself with knowledge and the way you can do that, you can read books, you can um, watch documentaries, you can get on YouTube, you can um, just memorize everything Earthling Ed says. And that way you can you know, fully understand what you're getting into, you can talk about it with others. Sometimes you have to defend yourself. It's just you know people be coming at you like that. Mm-hmm. So That's like the mental aspect of it. As far as like everyday eating, Uh, Like I mentioned, maybe try a meal service like Purple Carrot so you can understand uh, what vegan meals look like. Go to local vegan restaurants to sort of immerse yourself in the cuisine. And from a day-to-day perspective, you can look at meal plans. You can get inspiration on YouTube, Instagram, go on my page. There's so many recipes out there, so many resources. And if you really just want to start with, I'm going to no longer eat beef, and I'm going to eat the vegan alternative with that, or I'm no longer going to eat chicken and transition over time. Um, I do recognize that most people can't go vegan overnight, um, but if you are replacing the meat products or the dairy products in your life with the vegan alternatives, I think that's the easiest way to go. And I feel like even since I went vegan three years ago, there's so many new products coming out. Mm. It's like, it's really fun to explore. There's always something new.
0: Yes, Absolutely. So tell us how so, we can follow you. Yeah. On Instagram.
1: Yeah. So my handle is called Kindred Vegan Souls. Uh, and the reason I named it that because I, I initially actually started my page with my best friend. and she started her own blog. So we sort of separated from there. You know, feeling of I don't know community. That's where like Kindred comes from. Vegan, obviously, and then souls. Just like more of like a warm and fuzzy feeling of, you know, just building community
0: absolutely I love it thank you so so much for being on the show I really appreciate it I'll make sure that I link to your Instagram on the blog post for this episode at brownvegan.com and Melinda it was such a pleasure and I hope that we get to meet one of these days I need to come down because I have to decide if I want to move to Dallas
1: yeah please visit I mean when it's safe Um, and I would love to show you around
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. All of the show notes will be at brownvegan.com. So check those out. Also, let me know what you thought of this episode. Come hang out with me on Instagram. My handle over there is at brownvegan. Have a great day and I will talk to you next week.